Welcome to my podcast, Traumatic Transformations, where we help you find hope, peace, and purpose after a big life change or a traumatic event. I'm your host, Gunjani Patel, and I'm a licensed mental health therapist, trauma specialist, and a neuroscience nerd. Join me as I dive deep into resiliency, post-traumatic growth, and normalize mental health to reduce the stigma associated with it. In each episode, I plan to deliver science-backed, actionable tips and strategies so you can take back the control over your life and be inspired to be the best version of yourself with each day forward. So tune in every Tuesday for a featured guest and every Thursday for a solo episode with me, where we unpack mind, body, brain, and spirit connections related to each episode with the featured guest. Just a quick disclaimer before we begin today. The purpose of this podcast is to inform you, educate you, and raise your awareness. It is not intended to replace any medical advice or professional help seeking that you may need. So please use this information wisely and any opinion that I cast is not to replace any medical advice. And quickly before we start today, I just wanted to ask you a favor. If you like what you hear today, don't forget to subscribe so you never have to miss an episode. Thank you so much. And if you rate and review, it would really help us with the algorithm so people can easily search the show if they would like. So I would really love to hear your feedback and what you have to say uh, so I can bring you the content that's most fit for you. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another brand new episode of Traumatic Transformations. So today we have with us uh, Stephanie Shaw, and she is the founder of Lee and Ollie. And she took the strategies she implemented to recover from her two-year illness and turned it into a health and wellness business where she teaches women how to manage their hormones. Stephanie holds two nutrition certifications and a master of science from Northeastern University. And her protocol, the mind-body business method, peels back the layers of why women can't lose weight down to the DNA, and then teaches them exactly what to do to get the get and keep the weight off. And you guys know that I, you know, I myself have a nutrition background, but I decided to pivot into the world of psychology because I was more interested in why people make the choices that they do. And I'm really very big, as you guys know, on, you know, the effect that food and nutrition that plays on our mental health. So I really wanted to get Stephanie on the show and get a chance to talk to her and pick her brain about some of the things that she's learned as a result of her, you know, some of the things that she was going through and her trauma and how she pivoted into now making health and wellness a part of her life and talking about some of her um the wealth and knowledge that she learned as a result of her uh, recovering journey from some of the physical illnesses that she was facing and couldn't have answers for. So I'm really excited to have Stephanie on the show. And thank you so, so, so much for being here and can't wait to dive in and talk about all things food and wellness and the mind-body connection and you know, the part that brain and all the chemical processes that happen in our brain as a result of us being sick, healing, and now thriving. So thank you for being on the show with us, Stephanie. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. Hello uh, to the audience. Oh, yes. Thank you. So, Stephanie, tell us about uh, what the traumatic part of your journey looked like, because we always start our show with, you know, just for my audiences to get an idea of, you know, what you were struggling with, because we, we want to know the good part. So I just want to tell you guys that please stick around till the very end of this episode, because you do not want to miss a thing. She's going to share tips and tricks and strategies that she uses and she teaches. So hopefully you can get some of the stuff that you can apply, start applying in your life as a part of self-healing. So please stick around to the, uh, till the end. Um, so Stephanie, talk to us. Yes. Well, thank you again for that warm introduction. Yes. So my journey started March 23rd, 2017. I know the exact date because I was on a business trip in New Orleans. Um, a colleague and I were walking down the street. I'm like, hey, let's walk to Bourbon Street. So I, you know, heard about it, wanted to walk, see what was going on. And we, so it was a probably two or three mile walk, nothing abnormal for me. But sure. as soon as I hit Bourbon Street, my body became numb. I thought either I was having a stroke, a heart attack. I didn't know what was going on. Mm. Um, I started shaking, my jaw became numb and we, we went to like, I think it was a CVS or something like that. Got some Gatorade. I felt better, got something to eat. I just eaten. I felt a little bit better. Um, but by the time we took a cab back to the hotel, my body just began to basically convulse. Mm. So that day began a two year journey where I visited 18 different physicians both wow. Western and Eastern medicine. So chiropractors, naturopaths, um, cardiologists, physical therapists, you name it. Um, I went to them trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Um, I was tested for lupus, for Addison's disease, a new disease called POTS, which I didn't even know existed. Wow. They were just playing Russian roulette with me and my body. Um, this was, I went in three different states, $20,000 out of pocket because a lot of things, I was going so much, a lot of things weren't being covered by insurance. All of this to say that if someone would have just taken the time and started to talk to me about mindset and nutrition, we would have been, you know, cured in a couple of weeks kind of thing. Um, so, so that's my journey. That's, that's why I am where I am now. So my background is in corporate America. Uh, I always had this yearning for nutrition, but when I walked through all of that and a lot of the um, mansplaining that went along and people ignoring me or saying, oh, you can't um, have tingling of your hands one day and then rapid heartbeat the next. And you know what I mean? Because my yeah. symptoms kept going up and down. That's when I decided I needed to do something to help other women. And that's why I, I started this journey here. It's, it, it's so exciting because, it, again, if I would have just been, I was eating as a vegetarian, but I wasn't doing it properly. Mm. So if someone would have just said, hey, you know, you need to make sure you're getting your B, your magnesium, um, all of these things need to, in a more balanced diet, mm. that simple transition is what completely changed my, the outcome of my life and put me on this path of what I consider my purpose. 
Wow, I love it because you know so and so this is exactly one of the reasons for this podcast is that you know a lot of people I come across go through some really difficult things but the idea is that these teach it, these things are almost a gift when we're in it we don't see our suffering as a gift but you know you wouldn't be talking here to, you know being so excited having have dealt with all this treacherous things that you when I mean, I'm sure that going through all these different people, all the financial burden of all of that, you know, all the things at the time, I'm sure it didn't feel great at all. But right. who you are today as a result of that is just amazing, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a lot. So I always ask women to to take that step back and think about everything that's going on, because not only that, it me, the person who said, I don't know why people have anxiety, you know, just suck it up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I apologize to anyone who I may have ever said that to because it brought on anxiety too. So I was driving down the road 70 miles per hour. I stopped in the middle of a freeway because I was having an anxiety attack. My husband had to come get me. I had to, I've had to pull my son out of school his senior year to take me to a meeting because I could no longer drive. So all of this, um, all of these things that happened, again, led me to to where I am today. Absolutely. And so tell me a little bit, since you mentioned anxiety, because I know that a lot of people suffer from anxiety. I mean, that's something that I specialize in. And I find myself in a state, I mean, give, just given how this entire 2020 has been, you know, the last year, and just the, yesterday with everything that happened in the Capitol Hill. So, you know, things and situations that happen. My in, take on anxiety, I'm going to wait to express till you mention your part about it. But tell me what your anxiety looked like. What was that like for you? And, you know, what are some of the symptoms that you saw? And how did you manage some of that? Yeah, so mine was, mine was very scary. Because again, I, you know, I was almost 50. And I'd never been anxious. Well, I didn't recognize the yes. anxiety before. That's the key. I didn't recognize it before. So it came on um, as me not being able to breathe. So it wasn't just like the, you know, Raiders said about like, I physically felt like I could not breathe. My heart would start beating really, really fast. Um, I I felt completely traumatized and like the world was like caving in on me. It was dark. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, a lot of that expense came me being rushed to the emergency room because you know, my husband or my son, they would freak out. They're like, are, are you okay? Are you okay, mom? Um, and then even when I would feel like I was getting a little better, they would still say, you know, we need to go to emergency. There may be something else going on. So yeah. it, it actually impacted my life in a way that was um, big, but I kept it a secret, which I think mm-hmm. probably added to it because yep. I went to work every day. Um, people didn't realize that my, my husband retired around mm-hmm. that time. And he, um, I usually drove about 20 minutes away for meetings. My job was five minutes away, but anytime I went like 20 minutes away, he was driving me, dropping me off and people never recognized or even questioned the fact they were like, Oh, he's retired. Isn't that cute? But it was really because I was so anxious about driving, getting caught somewhere, um, without the proper food, getting caught somewhere without, um, just being able to get home. It truly impacted the way that I live. And that's why the the my protocol isn't just around nutrition. It's mind, body, and business. Because a lot of um, women find themselves stuck somewhere. Right. Like, 
And then they need to get past that being stuck in order for them to start taking care of the nutritional part of their body. Absolutely. So glad you mentioned that because one one of the things that people don't tend to realize or I want to normalize and sort of just empower people who are going through it is that, you know, a lot of people who seem very high functional on the outside can be really, really, really really debilitated in in the inside. And Mm -hmm. we don't realize it, but it can be happening. So just being mindful around, you know, there, if someone is not acting right, or someone is not feeling right, or if someone is overly joyful, or if you think that there's something going on, I think it never hurts to ask in a nice way, not in an intruding way, but just as in, hey, is there anything you're going through that I can help you with? Or, you know, there is anything going on in your life, period, because It's just in sometimes we just take things for granted and then we realize, oh my goodness, I wish I would have checked up on this person or I wish I would have kept in touch with this person more or whatever. So just in terms of mental health, and I, I say mental health because it is about, you know, taking care of your mind, your body, which is also affected in your brain as a result of some of the experiences that you're going through in life. Um And the other thing about anxiety is anxiety can be situational and Mm -hmm. then it can be, you know, very um, subconscious. Also, a lot of times, like you said, you are and we are technically uh, genetically predisposed to anxiety. If our parents were suffering from it, a lot of people go undiagnosed because of the stigma associated with mental health. So we don't realize these things, but we could have inherited it. And then certain situations, certain, you know, circumstances in our life can trigger some of those things. And then we don't realize that that's what's happening. So it's really important that at any point of our life, we can be triggered in some of those genetic, you know, predisposed in terms of addiction, in terms of PTSD, in terms of depression, anxiety, all of those things are genetically passed down. We pass it down to our kids. So if we don't heal, if we don't adapt, if we don't take care of ourselves, we cannot teach our kids or teach our future generations that. And B, we continue to pass those cycles on, dysfunctional cycles on to, to our future. And in terms of the other thing that you mentioned that, you know, in your ER visits, two thirds of the PCP and ER visits are anxiety and mindset related. And unfortunately, the physician population, and I, I had one of a physician on my show in, uh, in January, and she was talking about how they don't really in med school talk about trauma informed care or mental health other than one rotation that they do in residency. So a lot our nutrition yes exactly which is so big because those two things are so connected and you like you said you went to naturopaths you went to all these people but you just weren't able to if you're not um, multi-dimensionally trained in all those things it's hard to figure out what you know the basis of some of the things that you might be suffering from so tell us a little bit about how, um, like, what what did you do as a result of anxiety? And, and is, as in what mindset changes and what nutritional changes you made um, as a result in your own life? And then now you teach. Yeah, so I'm, go- I'm going to p- go back for one yes, quick yes, please. You mentioned a trigger. So yes. that was huge for me. Like, I didn't realize that there was one person in my life that actually was part of that trigger. So yeah, the, mm. the you know, not figure out what was wrong with me and so forth. But I had someone that I, I value so much in my life yeah. suggest that that other person may be a trigger. And I'm like, mm, maybe. And then I started journaling, like taking notes. And I'm like, wait, every time I get an anxiety attack, I've just had this interaction with that person. 
And once I figured it out, I didn't need to cut that person out of my life. Right. I just needed to be able to respond differently to that person. Boundaries. Put, exactly. Now you <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I think that's really important. Like if, if you're going through it, think about if there is that outside trigger to what yes. actually emotionally I happens. really love what you said about that because it's so important. And that's one of the reasons why we as psychology, you know, in the psych- world of psychology, we are like journal, journal, journal. Because journal, I have actually this um, on my IG. I'll, I'll also link it on here. I have this thing where I've created um, uh, free journaling and a gratitude journaling tool where mm-hmm. some, and it has hundreds of benefits of journaling written in it. And you can sign up for it, go on my IG or go on, click on the show notes and you guys will see that 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 journaling has such a such a such an important tool in being able to reflect what's going on while you're going through stuff you know there are tons and tons of studies that are done on the importance of journaling so I'll also mention I also mentioned that in that uh, note but it's just so important to be able to know what's going on and journaling is a way or a tool for you to know hey these are the things that are going on connect the dots that you might not be able to see because when you're in that phase you don't have clarity and that's one of the things that therapy does so if you're not seeking therapy journaling is an amazing tool to just be able to self-reflect and see what's going on connect the dots that might be missing and just have an outlet so you don't store all your things in and you know keep some of those things in so amazing that you mentioned that thank you that and so that was one of my initial tools like Hmm. I had to start journaling I had to start writing things down and I did it I I did it so I could feel better, but I also did it because I knew in my heart that there was purpose to the pain that I was having. So mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to journal so I can look back and say, oh, that day when I was sitting on the couch crying out the window, oh, that was so funny. You know, you know what I mean? Like, oh, it passed and now I'm better. So I used it for twofold. And oh, I love that. Um, method that I teach uh, clients as well. So a lot of people... I work with busy executive women. I don't have sure. time to journal. I don't have to, but I start, sometimes people with one word, like just one word, what are you grateful for today? Don't write a sentence, just one word. And right. then slowly, when you start to every day talk about gratitude or think about one thing that you're grateful for, it could be that you woke up in the morning, right. that becomes that path to wanting to actually journal more and then discovering where there's gaps and things that you can personally work on. So that's one thing that I did. I, I also um, started doing so my oldest son has always been into yoga and meditation, forest bathing, you know, oh, I love that. Yeah, he that's how my child is about to turn out. <laughs> You know, I wish I got taught those skills, not the hard way in life, but that is awesome. I mean, how many men do we find doing these things? You know? I know, I know. So awesome. and, yeah, but, but there's a but to it. And, you know, and then uh, grounding himself by walking outside barefoot. But I was the mom like, get in the house, put some shoes on. I'm like, what are you doing in the forest? Where are wow. you and now I'm like, oh my goodness. Now I know why he did it. Like, this is why he's my calm child. This is why a great relationships. This is why his friendships are so great. This is why he's not sick. And this is why, you know, like I, I love that about what he was doing. Right. And then, uh, of course, he always says, you have to have someone else tell you to do it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Isn't it the weirdest where we always do not listen to the people closest to us yeah. and then we actually pay someone to listen to us and we're like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. 
said, he said, can you like give me some of that money? So <laughs> but I, I, st- I took cues from from other people and from what he did. So yeah. I started on the process of uh, doing yoga, yoga, just low impact. And then for those of you that don't know, forest bathing is basically just that just going out in nature, touching, feeling. Wow. And uh, he's huge on that. And he has a, some great parks around him. So we will do that occasionally too. So that's the mindset that I took care of. And then nutrition Mm. I had, again, I was already eating vegetarian, but I wasn't doing it properly. Mm. So I started to make sure that I was getting enough protein, carbohydrates and fats in each meal. And then making sure that there was something, a good green at each meal, breakfast, Mm. lunch, dinner, and for snacks as well. And those are parts of the things that I also teach my clients that they need to do, making sure that they're eating more healthy, more balanced meals, making sure that their metabolism is staying steady and trying as much as possible um, to help them decrease the inflammation in their body. Oh, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I am very big on those green smoothies and, you know, all those different things. Just having my nutrition background, I mean, at this point, I don't teach that to people technically, but just for my family and friends, I'm very big on, you know, it's like if there's something going on that is not right, it, you know, I, I and I personally, in, in terms of a mindset, because, you know, I grew up in a household where my mother used to go to a dietitian all the time. She mm-hmm. used to be great when she went to the dietitian, but then when she came back, she fell back to our old habits. And thus, like I studied nutrition, but then, you know, I pivoted to the psychology part of it because I was like, I wanted to know why people ate the way they did or why people stopped, you know, what was the whole thing about the resolution where people did resolutions, only 8% of the people who make resolutions or have resolutions achieve them. So it's very mindset and it's mentality based and identity. You have to shift your identity so that you see your lifestyle as being healthy, which overall, you know, affects the longevity. Because a lot of times we see that when people get to around 50s and 60s or 60s and 70s, Mm-hmm. is when their health really starts to deteriorate and really fast. But if yeah. you took care of it early on and you, you know, then you age properly, you, you, you're, you build like even in terms of exercises and grounding and stuff that you mentioned, you know, it's not something that you, when you look at exercise and I have to exercise, it's so boring. Oh, even if you went walking in nature, like you were saying, you know, for 40 minutes, at least three times a week or even two times a week or yoga or something, if you met, me, if your beliefs were to age healthy or, you know, or it depends on, and that's one of the things that is very important that our beliefs really hold us back a lot of times. And then later we regret. And then we're like, I wish we, I made the right choices or I wish I did the right things, you know, but I think if we prepare ahead of time and say, Hey, you know what? I want to age healthy. So when I get to 80, I'm not, you know, dependent on others, can't walk, falling apart. My health is falling. You can have all the money and wealth in your life, but that doesn't buy you health, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's really right. important to incorporate good nutrition, fresh nutrition, incorporate some, you know, because they say that you can either spend money on surgeries later, or right. you can start taking care of yourself now and really, and and one of the things that you mentioned earlier struck with me that really take care of good nutrition, not mm-hmm. just, oh, I'm eating healthy because the, the, the term healthy, it's like, you know, there are so many things that are sold or marketed as healthy, right. but then they're so bad for you. And it's just knowing that your plate is full of fruits, vegetables, greens, all these uh, 
uh, vital things that you need in your body as a part of your day to day, you know, like eating blueberries or nuts there. Apparently there's this whole thing about, I was recently listening to this um, podcast on Jim quick and he was interviewing this nutritional uh, psychiatrist. Her name was Uma Naidu and she's a Harvard based psychiatrist. And she really wrote a book on nutrition and how it affects your mind. And it was really interesting how they talk about if you, there are certain things that you have to have from nature and in its pure source, if you take vitamin E supplements, vitamin E is such a complex vitamin that your body needs in order to sustain. And some of the things that we do for our skin, for our heart, for our, you know, antioxidants. And if you don't eat in its natural form, when supplements can only provide so much. So we think that, oh, our cabinets are full of supplements, so we're great and covered. But a lot of times, what we get from, you know, the sun, the vitamin D, what we get from some of these nuts and blueberries and stuff, um, the the wholesome nutrition that we need for our body in order to have a good mind, um, because food definitely affects mental health. And I'm so glad that you're here talking and shouting about this, because it is so important that eating food in a wholesome, natural way is just as important as filling your cabinets with supplements. It is. And there's so, and so you may initially, so initially I had to supplement because I was, of course, because you're very, very deficient. Yeah. Yeah. Very deficient. I was sick, but that's, and so you may start working with me. I may say you you may need X, Y, Z, but that whole goal is exactly what you said. You can get what you need by eating the proper food, balanced yeah. food. And it doesn't have to be difficult. It does not have to be expensive. And I, I teach um, meal prep as well. Like I usually cook two days per week, but I can eat at home seven days per week. Absolutely. Really, really healthy food. So it's all about preparing and mentally knowing what you need to, to get in in order to make sure that your body's remaining balanced. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that because, you know, I think it's also another food because people, most of the time, the notion is, Healthy food is boring. Yeah. And- oh, it's not. Tell me about that. <laughs> it's not, especially if you go cultural with it. Like, you know, sometimes I'll be like, I'll have a cultural model, like whatever culture it is. And I try to find something like that normally you wouldn't eat or see at a restaurant. Oh, food is so not boring. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's one of the things. And a lot of times, you know, and this these days, we there are all these food subscription food boxes or, you know, this healthy food stuff. And then there are all these recipes and internet really allows us to totally have all these recipes in hand. It's just about changing your lifestyle to be able to meal prep ahead of time, like you mentioned, and cook recipes that are still fun. I think health can be very fun if you want it to be. I think it's your belief around it um, as in, you know, and I also will have a sheet about, you know, how to rewire your brain to have healthy beliefs about, you know, and rewire your negative self-limiting beliefs around food, about health, about just longevity, about aging, because a lot of those things can hold us back as in, oh, this is boring, or no, you know what, I don't care about health right now, or I don't know, I'll just be like my parents were, and, you know, I'll age the way I do, I can't help it. You absolutely can help it. Absolutely can create a life that you want. You absolutely can age very well. I mean, there are some old people that I see, sometimes I'm just like, wow, you're 70? I mean, can't even, it's just mind boggling. But those people are very, very mindful about how they create their health as opposed to just, you know, live life. 
Yeah, that's true. My mom, we went walking probably about two days ago. And if you walk our mall, it's a mile. So yeah. we're like the second round. And she's like, okay, I'm ready to keep going. Like she's almost 80. I'm like, I'm ready to stop. <laughs> <laughs> she, you know, she's taking care of herself all these 80 years, you know, no drinking and smoking. And she always uh, exercise, tries to eat as, as healthy as possible, Absolutely. By eliminating some of the factors that can bring you down and increasing the factors that help help you. Uh, yes. she's, a, she's a vibrant 80 year old chick. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and to me personally, age is but a number. It's it just is. like you're as young as you feel. So even like, you know, when I grow uh, eat with each birthday, I'm like, I'm growing wiser. Yeah. not older right? yeah. I like that. <laughs> I do not learn like the term old so I'm just like I'm 41 year young and I'm going wiser with age and I'll always be 30 at heart that's it yeah. I love that I love it <laughs> absolutely so tell us a little bit about um what are some of the things that you would leave like to leave some you know um, to leave my audience with in terms of the health and the nutrition part that they could uh, incorporate like actions and strategies that they can take in their everyday life yeah for mindset something really simple is to think about what you think about so I say that mm, quite that. often. So if you are always, I feel sick, I feel ill, I'm tired, I'm depressed, I'm not good enough, start to actually think about what you're saying to yourself and change that. You know, I am good enough. I can do this. I can eat better. I, you know, make that that transition to think about what you're thinking about. Thank and you. as it relates to food, I think one of the biggest things that one of the biggest assets that a lot of clients say is, is how I strategize the meal prep down to what pans you need to take out and so forth to make it easier for them. So I I, I um, challenge folks to start figuring out how they can eat at home and meal prep. And it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. So for example, you won't find it now because I haven't meal prepped. <laughs> but I'm going to do it Sunday. Um, but you're usually hard pressed not to find a big pot of quinoa, lentils, and um, three or four sweet potatoes in my refrigerator. So, so make sure that you have something. So when you're, you're, you need that pizza or that burger or whatever, you have an alternative there so you can easily grab that alternative. And then again, watch, um, again, we always talk about um, keeping your a steady metabolism. Another thing I say is don't skip your meals. Um, and mm -hmm. most clients that end up working with me end up eating more and exercising less. And they think that's the weirdest thing. But no, but that's science. Right. It's science. It yes. is because you need to keep that your metabolism steady. And that's how you lose the weight and keep the weight off and keep your body healthy overall. Absolutely. I really like what you mentioned about that, because a lot of times I think we have a skewed view on what weight. I think people are so focused on weight that they forget health as a result yeah. of weight. And, you know, the the weight part is not the issue. The health, the if you're healthy overall and if you're taking the right actions, then your weight will be in place. But yeah what you eat, the choices. So tell us a little bit about what choices people can me make in terms of like what, what uh, give me a healthy swap of some of the things that you recommend to people. Yeah. So I mostly eat plant-based. So my healthy swaps are always <laughs> plant-based. <laughs> so for those of you out there, or, or so if you, if you eat meat protein, I always say, you know, eat wild caught salmon, um, make sure it's not farm raised, you know, make okay. sure you're eating your chicken that um, is, doesn't have any antibiotics that yes. uh, is free range and so forth. 
but my swaps for so fun swaps. So I like tacos. So instead of doing like a meat base, I will do um, walnuts. So mm. you, you make your walnuts wow. like taco meat. I'm telling you, uh, walnuts mixed with lentils, you can get a great taco meat out of it. Um, uh, another healthy swap. Let me think. Um, let's see. Name a food. I'll tell you if we can do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I know the the. Um, what about some of the Italian dishes? I know that people are into pastas. So yeah, yeah. So great, great. Thanks a lot. Uh, so now you can buy your pasta. So we in my cabinet we have red lentil pasta. Yes. Have, uh, chickpea pasta. Just replacing that, and instead of doing like a heavy red sauce, because a lot of times I'll have like even a lot of peppers and stuff. I'll have folks cut out some of the nightshade um, vegetables for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so uh, on that pasta, do a pesto. So you're doing a pine nut, olive oil, and some basil, and then maybe put some uh, green peas in with that that red lentil pasta. It's, mm. it's beautiful for one thing. Mm. And then it's really, really tasty. So I, I sub out that way. It, um, regular iodine salt, always make sure we're using like a pink Himalaya salt, yep. ice cream. How can oh I yes, please cream? tell us ice cream. Oh my goodness! Food. Yes, yes. <laughs> I forget that. So I um so when your bananas are super super ripe, take yeah. your bananas, mix them up, add some cacao in there, and if you want to add a date, you can mix I that up dates. as well, and then freeze it. That's a great ice cream. You can also wow. Add- you know, I've, I've also tried ice cream like pistachio ice creams with avocados. I've also had yes. um, avocado pudding. Yeah, that as well too. Like last night, I wanted hot chocolate. I'm like, I'm not. Oh eating. man, so I'm such I a sucker for hot chocolate. I know. I had well, use hemp milk, two dates, a half of a banana, and I don't know how much cacao I use. Probably a little too much. I use like a, <laughs> about a teaspoon and a half. Yeah. Mix it up in my Vitamix and I heated it up and that was my hot chocolate. So I didn't have uh, all that extra sweetener. It was a sweet drink. Sure, sure, sure. And yeah. you can put honey if you want sweet. If you don't want yeah. sweet, then it's just the sweetness from the bananas. Like yes, saying. yeah. And and you'll find that the, the the more you start eating like that and using your fruit as your sweetener, the less you'll want to add the honey and the sweeteners and all the extra sweet. And you get all this amazing vitamins, minerals, and electrolytes that you're missing out on if you just tend to eat all the sugar you know they say that white stuff is always bad as in like you know all-purpose flour is very bad because it strips you of all the b vitamins and all the important nutrition sugar mm-hmm. excessive sugar causes damage to our body you know if it's like fruit-based sugar or if it's natural sugars from dates or honey or you know organic agave nectar or something like that that's right. amazing or you know even in terms of um, salt like you were mentioning like iodine salt even these days they have um, Himalayan salts that are iodine that has iodine. So you don't end up with iodine deficiencies. Um, But, you know, any of these white things in your diet is really excessive. And it's all about balance. I'm not saying, you know, just switch your lifestyle to be extra healthy. And it's not going to come over time, but it it comes with with time. It doesn't come with the flip of a switch like, oh, I heard Stephanie's episode. Let me turn vegan. It's about, you know, let me be inspired to be making healthy choices and do these things so that and, and like you were saying earlier with the mindset, it's like if you think that oh, I want to start making healthy choice, healthier choices in my diet or, you know, in my routine or in my everyday, it can still be a lot of fun. 
and food can be like I can just see you being so lit up by some of the recipes that you're saying. I love food. Same here. But I have to make sure that I incorporate healthy choices. Like every time our bananas ripen, I'll make this healthy, you know, oat blueberry muffin, banana muffin. And it's just all the ingredients are very simple ingredients, but nothing too complicated. And you can get all these recipes on YouTube these days or, you know, on Pinterest or on Google or whatever you, wherever you get your recipes, but just incorporating and saying, Hey, most of the time I notice when people eat good food, good nutrition, Mm -hmm. they don't feel fatigued. They don't feel tired all the time. They're full of energy. They're full of life. They're aging well. They look so much younger than they normally are. They feel so much younger than they already are. So, and it really has an impact on your mental health. When you eat good food, your body produces serotonin. And especially these days, there is all this rage and this new new research trend around your gut health that really affects your mental health, your depression, your anxiety. So Mm -hmm. if your gut is not in check these days, nutrition and gut health is big. And there's so much um, research proving that, you know, things that happen in your gut or not taken care of in your gut or all these micro, all these probiotics and not just probiotics as in probiotics bought from the store probiotics, because again, there are only four strains of probiotics, whereas in our, in our gut, there are billions of probiotics. So, you know, eat yogurt or Greek yogurt or natural foods, cheese, things like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I see you light up, so I'm sure you have a yeah. thing to say about that. So please, uh, please shed your light on that. No, no, you're you're exactly right. Cabbage, kimchi. There's so many different ways. Even a plant based yoga, you can do it, and it'll help with your gut health. That was a, that was something else that I I don't know why when I'm I'm talking about what happened to me, that was part of a struggle I was having as well. Gut health. When I got my gut in check, it like changed everything. That's huge. And another thing with food. So I have a client who has backed off half of her anxiety medicine. And the only thing we're doing is making sure that she's eating right for herself. Yes. Because it's all unique. You know, everyone, every, every Thank you for mentioning that work for everyone. Yeah. Cause I cannot do, which I hate tropical fruit. Yes. Um, I will get a hot flash if I eat tropical uh-huh. fruit. <laughs> so sad. It's so sad. But um, but working with me, she's been able to come off half of her anxiety medicine. Now she's on a plan with her doctor to get her off the other half. Yes. She's, she's following the protocol. So yep. it, there's so many benefits besides, you, you already said it, besides just losing weight. Yes. Making sure that you're eating right, eating right for your own self. too. Thank you so much for mentioning that, too, because, again, just like our mental health, our mental health looks different based on who we are, where we grew up and for our individual self. And, you know, just like I always have this, uh, I go on a rant about even parenting your kids based on their individual perspective, as opposed to just parenting all the kids that you have the same way, because it does not work. You know, we have to learn to adapt to teaching people the way they learn. And it's important that we do the same things in terms of nutrition also, that everybody's bodies look different. So what works for you might not work for me or somebody else, but you know, it's really important that you have to know yourself and you have to know this works for me. This is what my beliefs are. I like it. If my beliefs are not serving me anymore, it's time to let them go and adapt to new beliefs and new systems and new lifestyle changes that, you know, will prolong my longevity, my vitality, my way of 
just feeling and looking young and fit and good as, as opposed to, you know, suffering from all these things. If I just think, because a lot of times, like you said, think about what you think. It, mm-hmm. We just, the mentality tends to be, oh, I won't, I just won't think about it. So it'll go away. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it compounds with time and <laughs> it gets worse with time. So I hate to be the bearer of that bad news where it won't go away. So please, 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 if you can start looking at it, just like you said, even with journaling or something really small and a baby step that you can do and have someone as your accountability buddy or have someone that can support you through this process. Like you, you know, a lot of things that you do, I'm sure are not um, something that you didn't know before when you were making those changes, but When you really like your son, you know, it's like he's a child, but yet he taught you such big life lessons. So some of the things that you did were not life revealing, but you at least started were in a place where you started looking at them and making those changes for yourself. And now you do that with other people where you coach them and are their accountability and support buddy where, Mm -hmm. you know, you are there to help them through it on the days where it gets challenging to continue to sustain that. Yeah. And that, that's a huge part of, like you said, my role, like you, you can go online and look this information up, but knowing how to structure the way that you're doing it and yeah. also having someone cheering you on, Absolutely. letting you know, like, if you can't, like, I couldn't figure out that missing piece of that one person causing me to be anxious. Yeah. It, it took an accountability partner to tell me that. Yeah. That's what I'm there for to show you, you know, where there's a gap, how you can make that small change in order for you to have a healthier life. And also, like you said, you know, it's like when you said that the whole uh, tropical food thing, like for you, you didn't probably realize that till you were like, oh, so sometimes having experts or having people who have gone through this or people who are trained to the trained for this can really make a big difference in making those changes. Because again, to me, it's not about state change where, oh, I'll do this and maybe, you know, it'll just go away or it won't happen. Or maybe, you know, I might think about it, but hmm, not applicable. And then I'll deal with it when it really hits the fan. Um, But it's about, you know, oh, let me start looking at some of these things and be preventative as opposed to reactive as it happens. And asking help or having someone to hold you accountable or, you know, cheer you on through this process so that you can make the necessary lifestyle changes that are more sustaining, that are more, you know, longevity, and you can improve and feeling good about that. So absolutely. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for talking about this. You are such a delight. I feel like I could keep talking to you for hours. I know. I know. Thank you. This is great. Yes. So tell tell my audience as in how they can find you. I'm sure I'll have all your information on the show notes below, but um, tell us how you can be reached. Yeah, they can go to my website. Um, My website, Instagram, and Facebook are all the same. So it's Lee and Ollie, L-E-I-G-H. A-N-D, Ollie, O-L-L-I-E. So again, Instagram, Facebook, and the website is leeandollie.com. Awesome. And you do, like you said, you do one-to-one coaching and you can help women and people um, through their journeys of, you know, figuring out their nutrition, their health, grounding, and getting Um, being more wholesome. I like your approach because we're very similar here in that um, mindset here where, you know, your body, mind, brain, and spirit are all connected. And if one area of your life is, eh, 
no, you know, not high, vibrating at its highest, then the other area are definitely affected by it. So for sure. You're right. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yep. So thank you so much for being on the show with us today, uh, Stephanie. We really appreciate you being here. And for you guys, I'm really appreciative that you tuned in again and listened to what we had to say. And I'm so excited to have brought Stephanie to you. And I hope you were inspired and were able to learn a few things and can make changes or at least be inspired to make changes in your life if that's what you need. Um, and if you're already making that, the using some of these things that you we talked about today, then more power to you. And I'm so excited that you're able to listen. Please share this episode with anybody that you might think be, be could benefit from it. And uh, again, like I mentioned to you earlier, if you want to change your self-limiting beliefs or, you know, want to start journaling as a tool, I'm going to have all those links in the show notes below. So you can start incorporating some of those changes in your life and some of those things that, you know, can help you towards healing and becoming and thriving to be the best version of yourself in 2020. If any of these things are not working, my job and my goal is to provide you with all these amazing healers, coaches, experts that can get you there if it's not me. So thank you so much for tuning in again. And until next time, uh, have a blessed and wonderful day.